Even though we handed out the copies, we'll see if this just takes a five, ten minute short version or the entire shear, but I was bombarded. I don't know what the yichus of last Thursday in Arab Shabbos was, but, you know, when these things break, it's not but kind of unusual that it broke after a year of the item being out in the market, and besides the fact that it's timely, it of course goes back to our Chukasayim Kishif of Arazara which we're sort of tangentially beginning now with the medicine. So there two items. One, I'm really not going to speak about now, even though that got me very far when I said it last week. <laughs> that is, I started the new sugi with saying the alternative medicine is a very complicated topic in general with the time to Avodah I mentioned that Belsky is a safer on it and want to read up on it. And I said, we're not going to discuss it now. Maybe at one time we'll have a full-length series on it because it's very uh, complex. And... Not surprisingly, I got a couple of emails afterwards uh, asking if I knew the safer. I knew of a safer written by Chashav Yid in Lakewood. I didn't know exactly which safer, but when he mentioned it to me, I figured that was the one. I said I would, in due time, uh, take a look at it. But I looked at the sugya and its totality uh, often, and I've probably seen quotes from the various firm written on it, and I'm aware that there's a big machikas about a lot of these things. Uh, we're probably, I don't want to disappoint the people listening online, on the air, like we're probably going to revisit a lot of that on Shabbos afternoon. Uh, Bedafka, although we'll see in a couple of months if we get back to it, some of the highlights. Uh, what happened at the end of last week, after Wednesday night's cheer, was that a few people called, emailed, and then I walked into one of our very chashava Mesa's Teira here in Muncie, and I was cornered in the hallway in a positive way. I don't use the word accosted. Uh, cornered in the hallway by about 20 bochum who wanted to know. The first one was somebody's related to me who actually met me in the hallway by the door before I even came into the building. And he wanted to know, do I have a psak about the song? So I said, you know... Four hours ago, I wouldn't know what in the world you're talking about. But it happens to be, this is already Thursday night. (laughs) Happens to be, I do know what you're talking about. And the answer is, I have what to say. The question is how much I want to say and how I want to say it. I certainly have a lot more to say than we're going to discuss tonight. But it it really would take, it's a subtopic that I planned on discussing at the end of this year, beginning of next year, about music in general. A big topic, the Zechel Horbin and Sphere in the three weeks, and then the state of the music situation and the Yiddish scene today, and what you can import, what you can't import, with really what this particular Shaila is a lot about. Uh, I'll explain in a minute what makes this unique. So, we can't learn Kalatar Kula in one shot. Everybody always likes a sound bite. <laughs> I've, if I, if we, we accomplish one thing of the last uh, 12 years here, is that I'm trying to teach is the sound bite is often a disservice. I, I give maskanas when we do chazara, but you really have to understand the sugya. Otherwise, the sound bite is often counterintuitive and is often met with resistance and pushback. Because how can it be? But if you know the sugya, I've got a lot of nachs. A lot of you said, you know, after you learn these sugyas, I meet people. It's the mamish clueless. 
Everybody here became a Kanoi. Uh, <laughs> you're not a Kanoi, it's just when you learn about the Sugya. We were discussing this the other week, right? When you learn about the facts. So, you know, these are very serious Shaila, especially when it comes to Hilchus of Arazara and Yisurim Dereses, like Hukasayim and Losulbush. We're mainly discussing Dereses, the Abadans here, which are just important, but you have a Sugya, such as a Sugya of the alternative medicine, which we're not discussing now, but the one we are discussing now is when. It's not a question of the Jewish music, where it's coming from in terms of the undertone, in terms of the negative effects some of it can have on the neshama and the other issues. And there's a lot written on this, many, many tshuvas. If you have one that already gets into not a question of being too out there, cutting edge in terms of the bad midas it might bring out. And the Jewish music scene, they're producing a lot of very good things. It's not a general critique of everything that's out there, just some of them, and some of the things being used. And there's a credible downward pressure, and this is what's driving this, credible downward pressure to produce a song like every day. So you're going to run out of material. And you're going to be looking for material all the time, and you're going to be trying to outdo what's out there. And that's a human condition, and that's part of the problem over here. Uh, there's no Allah Mishisina that you have to have a new hit every week, every month. But that's the way it is now, and that's, that's creating problems. Uh, but that's just the sociological uh, background to it. But the issue of what is mutter, what is asr, is a sugya. And what the Gzair is, Eichel Korban, which we're not going to do justice to now. Ferish Gamaris, all in Mishayim, all in Shochan Arach, and what the Terem are, and what you could do by a Simcha. The main Terem are what you do by a Simcha. There's a Chiv, to have music. It's a Chiv to have a band. Not, not an Indian, it's a Chiv. If, if you have no band, where you live in your village, go to a different city. There's a Chiv to have music, and music plays a very central role in Yiddishkeit, and Zmiris, and in Simcha Sachayim, and in Avedis Hashem, and in Davening where proper. So all that's very good. The debate which has been written about and discussed a tremendous amount before the problem was exponentially exasperated in the past uh, generation. But it's not a new problem. There are chuvas written three, four, five hundred years ago about the problem of the heter or lack thereof of importing tunes or words or concepts or themes from Galicia venues. It's a hotly debated topic to do... Uh, oversimplification, but uh, I think it's certainly will give you an idea. Most Ahren and the right about it are very against importing anything, even the tune, because we know the tune can have carries with a Kedusha or Tuma, and it, it's, it's heavy on the Neshama, hopefully in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. And certainly when the theme is copied or when the nuances are copied, and then it's brought to davening, most of the truth is about davening. They didn't have, because they were Davening, you basically have three groups, Nusel uh, Hashkenaz, Mariel, who was the father of, the, of most of the Menhagim that we had, and certainly Atfili, he was actually Atzibar himself, and gave us a very clear Messiah of what is the Nusuch, what is the music in the Nusuch, and there are all sorts of scary stories about people changing that. Uh, by the Sfardim, uh, they had different Menhagim, and Kavachayim, I quote that as a Pesach among the Sephardim, is very against some of which what was going on at that point. But there were a Chorinim that quote the debate, at least the Bekayesi, the Chida, on whether you can import a tune that's not preacher's dick in nature, but is from the Arabic culture around them. Is it okay to import that? There were Shittas that held yes. There were Shittas that vehemently argued. 
and the Kavachayim is more on the side that you've got to be very, very careful, if at all. And by the Chassidim, it's well known, but again, it came from the top down, which is good. Some of the Rebbe's themselves would use an old march from, that wasn't necessarily in vogue then, from a source or some piece that was not composed by us, but in very, very careful measure of what the temple was, what, the, what is it bringing out of people, and then make it even more halig by, obviously, uh, or halig in the first place, by adding the words and the like and the application. But that was done by big people. By the Ashkenazim, it generally wasn't done. The Marils, the Nahagim, uh, were what they were using in Tefillah, and we still keep today, and we don't, we don't change it. We have different tunes we sing by Gedusha, but the Yom and Aram, the famous tunes that were in this Ashkenazim before, are, are very old and were, were brought in by the Maril and other uh, great Ahrenim. So there is somewhat of a debate what can be brought in, but everybody's made that if you're doing it, it has to be done by people who have a smell for it and people understand what affects the Midas and what affects the uh, culture and what affects the Midas. Well, what's in this error and the Eitzahara bad things? What's this error, hopefully, in the Neshama good things? And as I said, it's a vast topic. There are many Makaris. I hope to get to it uh, in the next uh, half a year if not sooner, and we will spend weeks on it in Mitzvah Shem. The backdrop is important because uh, it gave me a lot of nachas. They, my son came over to me and he, he said there's a tzetzel on the wall with the report. Somebody had sent out an email of some sort, I'll get to that in a moment, and was begging the question, so to speak, and somebody put it up because they didn't want anybody to be initial in anything that a shash of tumor or photos or anything like that, rightfully so, and then some well, the Bocha wrote on it, uh, maybe we should check out the Shash Lashon Hara on the composer. So I was happy to see they were trying to be in Israel Lashon Hara. And try, so I'm going to use that just as a springboard. This is not an attack on the composer who made it wildly popular and famous a year ago because, I don't know what it is, I'm sure he's a nice guy, and he didn't make it up. It was around, it was adopted by a very secular Buddhist-style Israeli band who took it, I don't know what they do with the copyright laws here, but took it almost word for word, come out the exact tune from a cult, an earth-worshipping of a Zara cult. These are the facts. No one's going to argue the facts. The question is, does it make it absolutely us or just very bad for the Jews? But, but the facts are the person who, uh, he doesn't, I don't know his last name, he doesn't put it in what was forwarded to me. First name is Yehuda. I don't think it's the singer, but Hoshuva Ben Terra, obviously, and he says, I know this is not... Going to be a positive news for people, and I know it's going to be pushback. But I'm a musician; I know music. I said the reason I investigated is because the tune of the tempo sounded to me. If you know music, you know how to catch these things, like a pre-American Indian rain dance. Indians are pure avodazar, or a Far Eastern avodazar, same thing. And that's why I investigated. He says, and I investigated, and I found out didn't take too long that the words in the Israeli secular very secular band were an exact translation word for word from the original pagan lyrics and then I don't know what took four or five years after that but then there was a orthodox singer who adopted it over here and they just to read some of his this is already all over the place uh, it was forward to me on Thursday and then I'm not sure why this broke all of a sudden but within a day I had people calling me left to right, like, is this really, can you really have a song that's, that's so bad? I was not, I never heard the song in my life. They say it's wildly popular, Hasnas, that tells you where I am by the second day dance. Uh, by the first dance, I'm there for six minutes. They say, uh, Kumsitz, every Kumsitz has this. 
which is going to be telling over here, because the person has feels like he's having a big Ali and Ruchmias based on a tune and words translated that are absolutely the words of absolutely no Ruchmias in content whatsoever. I can rewrite the song and give it Ruchmias in content. Uh, it could have, if you didn't know the source, if you were to look at the words, but the person who was trying to be impressed from this is a musician. And he said, uh, he starts off, appreciate it's not intuitive, informational lyrics are subtle. And they're subtle, but when you're attuned to this sugya, as you all are, and when you hear what we're going to give in the brief overview, before you hear the arichas on it, it's going to be painfully obvious. The fact that it's a song by earth worshippers describing earth worship has crept into our community, we're now dancing at our simchas to an Avodah song, which is his words, and he's, he's, not, he's not that wrong. Um, if Rabbanim knew the above about the song, many might say one's not allowed to say the bracha shah simcha v'mayna v'chasna where the song is played. Guys, a kano, I say in a positive sense. That's a shayla. When you have preachers going on, when you have other things going on, can you make brachas? It's a side shayla. When you have mixed seating at, a, uh, at an event, can you say shah simcha v'mayna? That's what this is borrowed from. And he explains, ever since I reached the song, I've been asked by multiple Bali Simcha to play it. After giving a short and concise background of the song, I hope he didn't give a whole shir by the chasna when the Bali Simcha asked for it, but he said it very, very um, clearly in short version. The response is absolutely unanimous, both the chasna and the kala, the couples, and by mitzvah parents say, let's not play that song. Why should you take this, this beautiful music out there? We're not short of things to play. We just have an appetite for new things all the time, which is what's driving all this. And most of his customers, he said, when they hear that there's a Shailah, say, don't, don't mention it. Then he says, since spreading the information on social media for Jewish musicians, he had a media group, there's been a few responses. This is typical. Some respond with unfortunate late sonnets. There's always the, the Erebrov who, like, can't believe anything's ever a Shailah and there can't be any Sugib because they don't know of any Sukkim writing Amaras that might applaud. He's never learned the Sugib in Malam and others respond with indifference, and many musicians thanked him, and um, some of them, he goes on to say, took it off their albums. They had this as highlighted in the front cover of their albums, and they took it off. Rightfully so. So, Kleistro is doing all this from a musician, this from a layperson, and learning enough to know that even making the Baruch Hashem, is a Shailah, and this could be a severe Shailah of a So, before I tell you, if you haven't caught on yet, what it is, um, we're not here to attack the composer, most people, if you've heard of this simcha, I never heard this before three days ago, but they, they wouldn't even know what the words are because it's modern Hebrew. So they're singing, it's, it's a nice beat, catchy tune. They don't know much about Indians or Avodazars or Shintoists or Far Eastern religions or anything like that. So it didn't sound familiar, not familiar. He's a musician, he knows. And the words are fast, and they, if you catch a few words, it sounds actually very firm. It talks about Neshama and Ruach. That's already, you don't need more of a Hechshah than that, unless you do. Uh, as we'll see, uh, and uh, you couldn't make this stuff up if you tried, and that just shows that this is not, again, not an attack on anybody who has been singing, anybody composed, anybody passed around, because if you weren't attuned to this, why should you catch it? Most people when they sing don't even know three quarters of the word. The words are Adam of Shemaim is the, is the hit. Uh, okay, well, uh, there's, I would hope you don't have ten songs that fit to this description I just gave. Uh, well, it's going to be obvious. We'll, we'll see. It's obvious to you. You actually uh, studied some of the stuff. Uh, the point is, though, that the, the, um, the group that's 
started, it was, it was a long time ago. I know, right? like, I know. So this is not a new, that's why I'm saying, don't shoot the messenger who happened to be singing it now. I mean, said, the Bacham asked me, he's a Lashonara. I said, first of all, it's Apitlasa, because everybody's going to be talking about this. And second of all, it's not his fault. I, I don't think he concentrated, it's a catchy tune. And whoever bought the rights, I don't know how these things work, but he was singing it, it's from five years before that. And then, and then it's from the Galicia version, the cult version, years before that. Uh, just a short, it's a short version of the words. Adam of Shamayim. if you know anything about what's going on, there's secular earth culture. That's like, go hug a tree because you're a liberal Democrat. That's one version. And then there's the cult religious version. And then there's probably a lot in between where, um, you know, we... You have to understand. Because you're going to get, when you mention this, people are going to get pushback. What does that do with Avodah I didn't mean it for Avodah Zarah. Avodah Zarah always had God in the equation. Dar Enosh made the mistake that Hashem wants us to worship his ministers to stop bowing down to the sun. Then it quickly degenerated and they infused spirit of God in animate objects. Um, inanimate objects, animate, cows <laughs> or trees. Or um, earth, or water, or ash. And this is like straight out of the Bible, <laughs> but the wrong side of it. Adam, if you have a song idolizing, I'm using the word dafka, not dafka. Adama v'shamayim, chaim ha'ash, tzlil ha'mayim, ani magiyesh zois. It's zot here, but I'm just excuse my Ashkenazis. Zois begufi beruchi benishmasi. Classic, if you didn't know this came thing, word for it, but classic of Arzara talk. You can't feel, I can make this very firm right away, but that's not what the song says. You want to write a song about Nifla Saberi, about a sunset and about the earth and about, we're very into hugging trees, by the way. As a matter of fact, we just had it in the Chuvas Nadbihida. Go hug a tree, save it. If it's a fruit tree, zicha, save it as the rice. If it's not, don't cut it down anyway. And we're into the environment. These are all Psukim and Chomish and Dinim the Rice, Dinim Rabbanim to have a song that only talks about the earth, the streams, the ash, and say you feel it in your body, in your goof, that's what this cult, that's what the Avodah is all about. And not surprisingly, because they took it word for word from the original English version, praising the earth and the streams and the trees. Somebody was smart enough, I don't know if the original Israeli band, because um, the rate on it was they were, they were a very secular Buddhist type, Bam, which, which is, makes sense in the context over here. Uh, just nobody realizes any connection over here. And then what triggered him to look into this, then there's a bunch of hey is, hey is, hey is, hey is, ho, which it sounds like an Indian rain dance to me, but I don't know too many Indians. But uh, that's repeated a couple of times. And um, translation, earth and sky, heat of fire, sound of water, I feel my body, my spirit, and my soul. We don't, we love the earth because Hashem created it and we have Nifos Abari and we thank Hashem for all the Gashmis to do mitzvahs. It's not in our body, in our soul. That's Avodah Zarah. The words don't make any sense. This is not clearly, not, not a Jewish theme. It has no Ruchni, it's thicker content, but it's anti-Jewish. This is from a cult. And what they, again, I don't know what people do with the copyrights, I guess if you change some of the words and some of the tune, then you're okay. Well, that's what happened over here, 95% of it is word for the left out, Baruch Hashem, the second paragraph, just to show you, if you had any doubt where this came from, um, the song, Strong Wing, Deep Water, part of the rainbow pagan goddess chants. That's how it's listed if you look it up. I, you think I was making this up just because we're talking about these things this year, but unfortunately I'm, I'm here to report that uh, this is true, and they had the whole first paragraph, 
There's this strong wind, deep water, uh, tall trees, warm fire, more or less the same. So they made some tikkunim. Baruch Hashem, they left out. It doesn't help that much. The end of this thing is earth live forever. Now think about that for a moment. That is lahavdil elof avdolos, the equivalent to Hashem yimloch liyelaved, but just an avodah zarah talk. So that's where this comes from. It's a pagan cult, uh, earth worshiping, uh, water fire worshiping, whatever you want to call it. And they weren't dressing it up. That's how it was created, composed, and sang it's still being used. And then this Israeli band ad- adapted, and then for some reason, five years later, somebody thought it was um, a nice tune and catchy, which it is. I heard the, they sent me the lyrics, because after a few people started emailing, I said, just do me a favor, send me the, Russian, the Hebrew lyrics, the English, so I can compare them and send me the tunes, and he sent me the tunes, and uh, it's, again, maybe they didn't violate copyrights, but this is clearly where it was from. He said he was inspired when he was walking in Oman. You could be inspired. Again, I can make a firm case. You want to write a song about Nifas Abari, about the trees and everything? We're good. About saving trees because Baltashka is right. So we're, we just had Shira on that. We're all green. We're very proud of it. This is, the whole song is about the Adama, the Esh, the water. And then it says, it's in my body and my soul. That has no meaning unless it's in the context of Avodah Zarah. You could die from here to next year. It's decidedly a not Jewish thing. So. Yeah, but that's fear, right? Okay. Uh, no, look, the Kibbutz Matra ended up being an empty life. They all went to Tibet to find meaning. That's the problem with this. But this is, that's why the Israeli band adopted it. Problem is, we're not the Israeli Buddhist band, Baruch Hashem. They should all have Yeshua and do tshuva. Uh, we're the from community. And again, not attacking the person who made it famous. Anybody singing it, they didn't know. The question is, he's bringing up a very strong point. Now, you'll know this from me from dealing with many shaivas we deal with over here. So the people called me and the Bach asked me, they want to know, is it us, sir? So I said, let me explain something to you, which I think is lost on them, is you have to know the halachic process. I don't say anything is us, sir, unless I have five million, it's easy to ask or something. Uh, especially if the whole world's singing it, I'd rather find a kula. This is from last Thursday till now, and I spent many, many hours looking for a kula. I haven't found any. Um, sometimes things are just a problem, but I told them, I said, us or not, it's not good for you, Neshama. It's bad for the Jews. And we shouldn't be taking the most halakha moments in our lives of our mitzvahs and chasnas and singing this. We have enough to it's sing. It's worse than singing an American folk song that you have no idea what you're singing? Uh, far worse. Sing the national anthem if you have how, a choice. How about Ring Around the Rosie? No, that's all from Kishav and Malazar. We covered that in the Chukah Seim Shir. You're bringing me that there are other rise that there are other cult songs. I agree. There are many others. There's only one song like this being... You'll say there are many other problems, many other songs of preachers. I agree. That's for a different sugya. But there are a lot of good songs. There are a lot of good composers. There are a lot of, they're creating good stuff. If a uh, Jewish singer came and, and took it and right, throw the words out, write new words, do this exact same song in all the chasnas, but totally different words. So that's why in my introduction I said, we have two problems. We have a tune and we have the words. The tune, many achronim, if not most, have a big problem with importing a tune that sounds and is very much to the beat of either the Indian rain dancers, the Avodazaras, or, or preachers. There's certain things that... There are other songs out there, by the way. I, once in a while, walk into my kitchen. It's a rare event, by the way. I'm usually downstairs, if you know the layout of my house. Once in a while, I have to walk through. Uh, and there's usually music playing in the house, uh, most of which is good. And once in a while, I hear something that just, as I'm walking through, like, what is that? I'm not so old. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, can't be such a gen- like what 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 is now considered average was like a generation ago would have been a cherem. 
uh, it, it's, it's so, so it's definitely not going in a great direction, but then I know what's going on, and I, I hear the music. So even within that, again, most of it's good, and kudos to the, to the singers who are bringing the Ruchnius and Simchas HaChaim. In general, there could be a good job that will be done, can be done, and Mitzvah Shem will be done in the future if we focus on setting some parameters. And I heard one song, not for discussion, I don't even remember the title, I don't remember the singer, that's irrelevant, I'm sure he meant well, was basically what the place can describe as Shiri Agovim. It was a love song, and he got it from somewhere else, and then I found out he did get it from somewhere else, from a bad place, full of preachers, cleaned up some of the words, and then dressed it up as this is like Anila Dedi Dedi Li, Rachman Islam. And therefore, it's to Hashem. But it wasn't to Hashem, and it sounded not to Hashem. It's Hashem is Kedush Kedashim. It's a big difference between the two. And that's a very dangerous precedent. So that's in the Gilead Reyes department. This is in the Avodazar department. And I know, but, but, there's, but there's bad and worse. I know, I know. I know, I know. They took a song that had a couple of Jewish words, yeah. and now the Jewish singers are singing. Okay, so and so again, the Shaila is no difference. We'll have it's not a, 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 the pro- a the pro- the problem singer, is. I said the problem so is. You sanitize everything. What's the difference? So can the question is can you sanitize something? So as I mentioned before, there is a bit of a machlekes in the place. Can can you sanitize something if people don't remember and they don't know? You start singing l'chol dadi. Somebody told me a Maisi, he was in a shul, and they were singing something, uh, he was a bit of a late, so maybe boy, late, so he was singing it to something very popular from 20 years before that, and like a third of the shul was laughing. So that's already a problem. If you're creating a late sonus for the davening, that's usher. So I asked them, well, what are the other two-thirds? The other two-thirds didn't know what it was. They were enjoying it. One-third was laughing. So you certainly can't do that. When anything was taken, it's got to be divorced from anybody knowing or associating with this. And with that, many of them still have a problem in the etzim tumor that's feeding it. But that, as I mentioned, the big yes, I discussed it. That's already somewhat of a shayla, which I need a few weeks to lay out on the table and show you the makarius for it. So I'm not even talking about that. If you can sanitize it and it doesn't bring those beta herm, it doesn't, and the lyrics are okay and everything, there's maybe what to discuss. Over here, the problem is it wasn't sanitized because even though they did sanitize, Hashem, they chopped off the last part about the earth living forever, which is straight. Uh, that, that we hold it's, at least one makar has been over 6,000, but even if you hold it that makar, earth live forever is we're not davening for the earth to live forever. It's, it's, it's earth worship. Uh, there's no other way to say it. And the words that were taken, Baruch Hashem, they left that part out, but the words are still only saying, Gashmi is Gashmi is the water of the fire, it's in my soul. That doesn't, doesn't mean anything except for its nefarious original attempt. So it was not sanitized. That's the problem. This one was not sanitized enough. Nobody's at fault, but if we know about it, should we be continuing it? And should we be a little bit more on guard to start listening to some of the words and some of the occurrence for these things? And like everything else, there's a sugi and there's a halacha. And there are parameters here. And if we keep developing an industry without parameters, we're going to find ourselves even in a worse place if nobody says anything. So I think this guy is a, is a hero for pointing it out. I never heard the song, let alone once I started seeing it quickly. I realized the problem. The question is the extent. So I said the word usr. Is it usr? It's bad for Yenashama, bad for the Jews, a shaila of Hilchas Avarazar, and copying, are we bowing down to the earth when we sing it? No, but if it was written by Ovdeh Avarazar, l'shem that theology, and we're taking Kamat the exact same tune and most of the words, that's not going to be Ratzon Hashem. So I threw people off. Is it Asr or Mutter? I said, it's not Ratzon Hashem. It's not good enough. Now, we don't know if it's Asr. 
So, <laughs> I said, I said it's not Ratz Hashem. Maybe it's Asar also. But I'm, yeah. Why is it if a person is at a chasen and it's being played? Should the person I stop think dancing? this is going to get, just now the people call me, I don't know what happened three days ago, but now the people call me about this, I am hoping that this will be curbed and to the credit of some of our of our singers, they took it off their album. They, 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 we have thousands of songs. We need a shayla of something of, if it's not a razar, it's it's it has tuma attached to it. Pick your problem. But there are certainly problems over here. And the fact that, again, you feel your body and your soul, people get confused because they don't understand. They say, well, we, we don't hold over the earth. Aren't we happy with Hashem's uh, bria? We're thrilled with Hashem's bria. We're niflis abrezah. That's not how it's written. And that's not the context. That's not how it's written in the first place. Why should we tap into this? What for? What do we have to gain? We have everything to lose and nothing to gain. That's the issue over here. And that's, uh, that's serious. Again, without, and it's not Lashon Har on the, on the person who sang it, and I heard the clip, and it's a catchy tune, he has a good voice, everything like Nobody had any idea what this is, and I've had people ask me this. I don't know exactly what the words are. If it has something about Neshama, it must be okay. okay so that, that's, a, that's uh, a starter if you don't know any of the words and you don't know the Sugi. But once you know any information, this is just us. Is it worse than listening to secular music? This? Yeah. I don't know about that. It's short. It's posh. I, I would... Avodah Zara? Secular music. If you call the uh, Star Spangled Banner uh, secular music? <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to, but we'll talk about it afterwards. But it's secular Israeli music. If it's secular Israeli music that brings on, talks about, highlights priests, and so instead of Avodah Zara, it's Gilead Arias. So what's there to discuss? That's push it. I, I, yeah, all you're saying is there's bigger problems. I'm not talking about the other problems. I'm talking about so desensitized to. to, I, to I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just not, I'm less of a kind than you are. You're saying there are a hundred other problems. I'm just pointing out there's one specific song that I started investigating. People said, of course I know this. Song. That song is the most popular song in the past year. Every kumzitz has it. So there's a sitting at a kumzitz and you're trying to have a li and ruchnius. You're talking about how the trees are in your neshama. Is there something wrong with this picture? <laughs> just something. All right. Okay. Okay, so uh, that's what I'm saying. I, we're not attacking anybody here. Everybody's good. They mean well. They're sitting in the Kumsis. It's much better sitting somewhere else, Mazda And it's all good. Just we don't have to make major tikkunim over here. Just the few things that are clearly beyond the pale. What are, if it's even a suffix in Helchus Chukasem Ravodazara preaches? What do we need it for? What do we gain? What do we lose? You got to look at every sugya, the Maila and the Chisarim. There's more to say than this, but um, that was just the sound bite. We'll continue tomorrow night. Yeah.